if you want people to meet you where you are, you got to meet them halfway. Like you, it takes two, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the thing with communication. There's a lot of excuses. Of, well, I'm busy. Well, I'm doing this. Da, da, da. Do you feel like there's accountability in the dating market today? No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It is. That's that's what it is. That's the piece that, that's missing. What's up, lovely humans? It's your host, Yancy, and you're listening to That's Exciting, the podcast. Oh, so I wish I could tell you. I've been on a trip for the past weeks, relaxing next to the beach, drinking, daily massages. But no, I was submerged with finals and work and pretty much life. As you know, this project, this show is all done voluntarily. So sometimes I have to prioritize self-care instead of running myself thin because there's so much things to do. Speaking of spreading ourselves thin, we're talking about dating today. Ha! What a segue, right? From hearing from my friends, I know that a lot of people are really tired of the dating scene today and that you feel like you're kind of spreading yourself thin, especially with all the apps. And so I thought it was interesting to explore dating and what is dating today because as you know i am in a committed partnership so aside from some people at school or the occasional memes that i see on my feed i don't really know a lot about dating today and to dive deeper on the topic we're joined by Ron green jr to talk about his dating experiences and also his views on relationships and how they evolved. Rome is an entertainer and comedian based in LA. He's the host of Comedy Trap House, Real Boss Talk podcast, the owner of the sunglasses company Shady Side Up, and you most likely know him from Dormtainment. So we explored relationships, connections, what is the difference between relationships and connection, dating, some of his dating pet peeves. I'm a bad texter, you know that. You can't just say that. And the impact traveling had on his views on relationships. So as I said before, I'm in a committed relationship, so I don't know much about how dating is today. Let's hear it from you. Yo, my biggest pet peeve, I hate giving head or any oral sex when you don't receive. And I find like that's really a metaphor for how dating is now. The Montreal dating scene is a great scene if you are not looking for something serious. I just haven't had great experiences with dating apps and I think it's made dating very superficial. The I like you but I don't want to date you so we can see other people but I like you though. I'll just focus on just getting it you know like and now I'm like kind of focused on I just want to settle down and everything. For me it's been kind of hard. There's so many different avenues of dating. It's just kind of difficult to find like what the right one is for you. It's a lot of superficial things. It's, it's a lot like surface level. Just a lot of people aren't even sure what they want but they kind of enter the market regardless and then that just creates a whole lot of like confusion on what the person is actually trying to find you have to do this whole like cia operation to find out what the person wants or not there is an overstimulus of like being on all these platforms and you're not having like real conversations with people because you're hidden behind a screen so it's like there's no actual intimacy there's no connection i feel like the idea of like what relationships actually are has been warped i think we've actually lost touch with what real connections are some people see it as like uh they don't see like the other person as a human being they see like oh 
it's like that's like an end like oh i've won there is a big misconception about what you should be in a relationship for and many people misplace it as their source of happiness we try to lock down people in our lives to never feel lonely relationships are being like very sold as an idea or like a product more than an actual I can't actually describe it. I feel like there's there's still a lot of potential. I feel like uh, a lot of people are trying to improve in the dating area. So I think there's potential. Hello, trying to find a little a little shorty right there. You know, trying to <laughs> trying to trying to get a ring. <laughs> people had a lot to say about dating, and let's further this conversation with Rome and hop on the sexual green flags. For the new listeners, sexual green flags are indicators that you'll have pleasurable, consensual, and safe sex. Empathy, I think overall, like just somebody who has like just a, a, just a sense of uh, empathy and being empathetic to certain situations. And you know what? What I found out too, I think uh, now I think about it, another uh, like green flag for me. I love because I'm, you know, I'm a, a entertainer. I love like writing. Writing is one of my things. So I'm in love with like words, right? So the way somebody uses their words is is a is a big thing for me. Like the way they enunciate certain things, or the way that they uh, may put words together in a sentence, and I'll just be like, "Damn, like I like that." Like so, I would I would say that's that's another one too because I think words are powerful. That you know they you speak things into existence. So somebody who is careful with their words and how they uh, choose to use them, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Would wittiness be another one for you? Probably, since I since I I'm, I do comedy, so that mm-hmm. probably would be another. I'm like, look at you! Like, I see you! <laughs> I see you keeping! I see you keeping up with me! I, I like it! I like it! <laughs> when we we're talking about this episode, you said that you saw a meme that said a lot of people are looking for connections and not relationships. As soon as I seen it, I was like, hmm. I was like, I never, uh, never looked at it that way. You know, I never thought about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me like dive deeper into it. The difference between connection and relationship. What is it? So I did some research online and also based these on observations. So I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, these are not academic, peer-reviewed, scholarly work or research. You might agree with the definitions. You might disagree. I would love to hear you on the topic. That said, I think it's a great tool for reflection and a great conversation starter. So let's dive in what I found. There's a really interesting article from Bravest.com that says... You can think of connection as an action. Connection happens when two or more people interact. A relationship can grow from a series of connections, but is more akin to a state of being. Think of it this way. If I call you and you pick up the phone, we've connected, but we may not have a relationship yet. Relationship can form from repeated connections, but they don't have to. If one side or the other does not value the exchanges, then a relationship may never form. So connection doesn't mean compatibility and not all connections lead to relationships. On the other side, relationships, that is friendships, romantic, etc., include a connection, reciprocity, compromise, communication. There's a level of investment that you have in a relationship that you don't have necessarily in a connection. Overall, you can't have a relationship without connection, but you can have a connection without a relationship. 
I was like, I had never really thought about that until I seen that post. And, and I was like, maybe that's what's going on in the world right now. Or in the dating scene, because a connection just like Wi-Fi can be dropped at any time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think, but when you have a relationship and, you know, there's different ships as friendships, relationships, businesships, partnership, like these are things that coalesce and work together to produce something. You know what I'm saying? To produce something more. And I think uh, a lot of people, we just get into a lonely state and we just want to be connected. But a relationship takes a little bit more um, work. It work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Would you say that right now you're more seeking for connection or you're more seeking for relationships? At one point, I was uh, I, I was definitely seeking connection. I would say with, within the past, like, so the pandemic started March of 2020. I didn't see, feel, touch a woman for like eight months. Then when I finally did, I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> and not even sexually, just being in the presence of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Being around, feeling that energy, feeling that feminine energy. And I was like, communication and connection and relationship, they all kind of tie in mm-hmm. together. But right now, I think relationship is where I'm, I'm at because I recently, you know, just, I just got back from Africa. I was there for like three weeks being in a place where all you see is relationship. Like community is in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like so prevalent there. It's so like yep. in your face when you get there, you're like, Oh, these people love each other. Like these mm-hmm. people, they have tribes, the tribes take care of each other. Mm-hmm. What impressed me the most is like, I can speak for the young men because they talked about that for, uh, with us, but the young men between the ages of like five and seven in one of the tribes out there, they have to do this thing called go to the bush. And when they go to the bush, it's pretty much uh, a rite of passage uh, to becoming, um, you know, the king or a prince, a king, a man, you know, of your own. And what it is, is you, when you go to the bush, you're coming into a relationship with yourself because you're becoming who you are at a very early age. That kind of gets lost out here in, in Western civilization just because we, we just not really, when we become a man, per se, we turn 18. And then that's <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. So being in that atmosphere for three weeks and seeing like black women black men together communities it just made me think about my future and what i wanted it to look like how i wanted to like produce a family that produces another family that produces a generation of whatever and i think um i think it's a beautiful thing i don't want that to be lost because i'm just out here looking for small connections you know what i'm saying i want i want to build i want to build that for sure People are encouraged not to have a connection with themselves, but have a relationship with themselves also. Mm -hmm. Knowing your worth, knowing what you bring to your community, knowing what you bring to your relationships, friendships, partnerships with everyone, I think is really important. And especially today in the dating market, what I've noticed is that there's not a lot of emphasis on that and the work of the relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. and working on yourself to know what you're bringing out. But there's more so futile connections where there's a lot of pointing the finger, Mm. especially for my heterosis folks. There's a lot of pointing fingers. Men are doing this shit. Men are trash. Well, women have been doing this shit. There needs to be a bridge for communication and to know how we can better each other and help each other out. Yeah. Have you had the relationship with yourself and the self-awareness to be like, actually, I might be contributing to the outcome that I don't want. Yeah. Because I'm seeking out these futile connections instead of having someone that has also done the work. Yeah. That said, with yourself right now, are you more in connection or most of a relationship state? I think through therapy, uh, relationship. 
I do check-ins. Like I even have one of my friends that she said, she calls it level set with yourself, like talking to yourself, like, okay, how do you feel with yourself? How am I doing today? Right. I'm asking everybody else how they're doing, but how can I even ask them what they're doing? How I haven't talked to myself. I haven't checked in on myself. I go to the movies by myself. I go eat by myself. Yes. Date yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I do a lot of those things. So I'm in a really good relationship with myself. I read, I'm really, I'm getting back into my, my routine. Cause I was gone for three weeks. I'm getting back into my workout routine. And so now what I do is I thank myself after everything. So like even today when I got done working out, I was like, Hey, good job, homie. You know what I'm saying? You did that. You woke up on a Saturday. You showed up. You got it in. You showed up. I said, if you don't do nothing else today, it's okay because you did this already. You completed something. It makes you want to do more for yourself because you're kind of rewarding yourself. You're giving yourself those words of affirmation, which is one of my love languages. Like I'm just giving myself that. I'm just in a in a overall great relationship with myself and I'm 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 proud of where me and me are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To go back on your trip, that also makes me think about just the way that capitalism makes you forget about yourself mm-hmm. and you're just like a working machine. Yeah. And so these check-ins are mm-hmm. super important in order to be connected with yourself yeah. and also your desires. I was having trouble when I first got back because I just wasn't feeling motivated because when you come from such a place that isn't focused on money and yeah, production and, and the baddest girls and the hottest guys and the da-da-da... And then you come back to America and it's just a, like a rat race. It was fucking me up. I was like, like man, I don't, I don't want to be here. Like, I, was, I was like, I don't want to. Like I had to talk to my dad because my dad was in the military. So he traveled a lot and he understood exactly where I come from because he had that same experience. He was just like, son, I get it. He, was like, he said, what you got to do is just take what you learned and what you, what you saw and try your best to emulate that in your life and the people, you know, people around you and it'll help you. And I was like, yeah, that definitely helps because I was like, you know what? Let me just take what I learned, what I, you know, the things that I've seen and see if I can just create that environment around me so I can feel better. Because like you said, that the capitalism game, it'll have you, it'll have you running nuts out here and trying to like, I, oh, I need to, I need to make this amount of money today. I need it. But it's just like, bro, just, just, just breathe. It's going to be all right. But in today's market as well, the conversations are being had or just pushing that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Would you compromise how you're feeling in a relationship just to gain what you think you want? Or do you want to feel fulfilled your best self and maybe compromise on some of this stuff? I think that kind of goes into, I could talk about the communication thing that we talked about. I think it's so frustrating. It's like one of the most frustrating things to me when somebody just cannot communicate. Like, for example, I'm going to say this. So one day I had posted this this meme of this like dog so this dog is like dressed up and he's leaning on the couch at the top i wrote uh this is me waiting on a text back and so this girl says oh my god ha 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 she was like i'm so bad with this like i never use my text messages and i was like you can't just say that right i was like you can't just say i'm just bad at this and not try to attempt to fix the behavior a lot of women because i can only speak from a man's experience so a lot of women that, that i know they do that they have 500 unread messages 600 i'm like what is going on but then she says, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just answer on Instagram faster. I said, huh? <laughs> you got to open your phone, click the app, click the top, click the message, then respond. I said, hey, man, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a more, you know, call me. But if I do have the text, I'm cordial. Like, oh, hey, sorry, I was doing something, da, da, da. 
it's not going to be four days later. And I'm not going to pick up the conversation where I left off four days ago because that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. People really do that. It'd be two days later. They'd be like, yeah. So anyway, you're like, huh? <laughs> you're like, I, we, I'm done with that conversation. For instance, y'all have something going on and y'all value each other's time and uh, the connection. But they tell you, I'm a shit texter. So I'll do my best. How would you feel about that? So how you just put it that's a green flag for me okay because okay. because you preface it by saying i'm a shit texter but then you you didn't just leave it there you came off of it and said but i'm putting in effort because i do like you i want you know i want to communicate with totally fine because they're 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 aware of their behavior and they're trying to fix it in order to meet my needs and then i'll ask them what's their best communication method and we can go from there. What I don't like is, I'm a bad texter, you know that. Let's circle back to the dating list. From the conversation I've had with people on the dating market, I think there is a healthy mix between the want list, I'm looking for a partner that is financially stable, that has a great sense of humor, etc. And the to feel list. I want to feel emotionally secure, supported. I want to feel liked because it's something to love someone. But liking someone you love is another thing. There's a healthy balance between the two and compromises between the want list and the feel list. And I think both are important. And also questioning yourself about what you like in a relationship, what you wish a potential partner bring to the table, and what do you bring to the table as well. These questions are great if you have a supportive circle where you can have those sorts of conversation. I think it's a really cool space to be able to express and explore these ideas there's therapy and there's also an amazing book from sexologist shan boudram aka shan booty called the game of desire i've read that book and that honestly was awesome because it allowed me to reflect on myself the type of relationship i want the type of partner i want the type of partner i am and it overall brings you the self-awareness to make dating a pleasurable experience again there's a lot of resources and exercises provided in the book and also in the workbook online so i'll be sure to link that in the description more about dating with rome right after this when it comes to sexual pleasure there's nothing i hated more than the feeling of drying out lube and the process of having to find a compatible and enjoyable lube for my silicone toys if that's your case sutil is the perfect lube for you i've been using sutil lux for the past two years and let me tell you the texture is amazing it is so silky and really pleasurable so i'm not changing my lube anytime soon sutil is a water-based paraben and glycerin-free pH balance, that's very important, lube made with the finest botanical eco-certified ingredients. Made by two Canadian women who understand the whys, what's, and how's, they offer Sutil in the luxe and rich formats, optimal for any type of play, perfect with condoms and your favorite toys. Enhance your experiences today. For luxurious and silky pleasure, choose Sutil. Do you feel like there's accountability in the dating market today? No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It is. That's that's what it is. That's the piece that, that's missing. The piece that's missing is saying, hey, look, I'm bad at this, but blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm bad at this. And da, da, da. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm bad at this. 
And then you're like, yeah, but ain't you going to like... <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, ain't you going to like try a little bit? Like, you know? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you want people to meet you where you are, you got to meet them halfway. Like, you, it takes two. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the thing with communication. There's not a lot of accountability and there's a lot of excuses. Of, well, I'm busy. Well, I'm doing this. Da, da, da. And I get it. I'm busy, too. But for some reason, they'll be busy, but they'll be on their Instagram. You know what I'm saying? And which is fine because that's your time. That's your phone, da, da, da. But don't just look me in my face and be like, well, yeah, you know, I don't like being on my phone. Yes, you do. And have I been guilty of it? Of course. But I think I take responsibility. Like, ah, shoot, I did forget. Let me let them know. I'll call. Hey, yesterday, that was my bad. You know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. If I get that type of energy, I'm cool because they're aware of what they're doing. But if I just get like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, blah, 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 I'm like, you don't care. I get it. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. And what it is, though, what my therapist told me, which was really, really good for me, she told me that some of it was my ego. And, you know, when the, I don't, the ego doesn't like hearing that it's the ego. <laughs> And I was like, excuse me, who are you, <laughs> ma'am? Why am I paying you to tell me this? <laughs> but I understood what she was saying because because I have people-pleasing tendencies. If I don't get a text back, like, I may try to double text or or if I don't, because, because I want to make sure everybody, like, even in my group, I'm like the peacekeeper. Like, I want to make sure everybody's, like, good, everybody, you know. But she was like, you can't do that. It's just not going, it's just. You're going to run you, it's going to run you down. Yeah. It's going to run you down. And she was, she was like, where I say the ego steps in at is because you're a person who has worked on themselves. You're a successful person. You, you know, you're doing great things. You're still building your empire. And so when a woman doesn't text you back, your ego goes, well, who she thinks she is? Do she know who I am? Why wouldn't she text me back? Let me text her again because she probably just didn't see it. And I was like, mm. damn, yeah. She was like, you got to let it be what it is because a woman who is interested in you, she's going to hit you back. She's going to find a way. She's going to do whatever. She's going to FaceTime. She's going to leave you a voice note. She's going to put a smoke signal in the air, whatever it is. She was like, think about it. Think about the women who have really liked you and think about the women who have you had to chase and what's the difference between the two. And I was like, yeah, the women who really like me, like, it's, it's seamless. We just talk. We, we boom, boom, boom. But the ones who I got to chase, it's like... So are you, are we hanging out? Are we not hanging out? Are we doing it? Like, you know, it's, uh, she was like, yeah. She was like, you don't want to even go down that route. You're going to run yourself into the ground. Like, let it be. Some people will breadcrumb you to death. They'll give you little pieces. Like, they'll show up here and there and text you back. And, you, and you'll get excited because you're like, oh, okay, finally. They, you know, they text me back. And then they'll disappear. And then they'll put a little breadcrumb out for you again. Because they know that they got you by a little string. And they can just, like, give you those little breadcrumbs. And I was like, ooh. I like bread, but I don't like bread crumbs. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it like that. <laughs> but I was like, a lot of young men go through that. I, I got homies, younger homies, that be like, man, you know, she takes me back. And I'm like, hey, bro, take it from the book, The Way of the Superior Man, man. Choose the woman who chooses you, brother. Like, just don't, because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna stress yourself. You, you literally stress yourself. I love, one, that you're going to therapy. Black men in therapy, we love it. Mm -hmm. Second, that you're able to understand your patterns. Mm -hmm. And if we elaborate a little bit, that goes in hand in hand with what I was saying earlier. Healthy relationships sucks. 
feel like they suck because you don't have do i get this positive reinforcement so you kind of get addicted to that Mm -hmm. and that's the rise Mm -hmm. and fall of the cortisol in your body that's your stress level and you kind of conflate that Mm -hmm. with the feelings of love infatuation and appreciation and so people get addicted to that Mm -hmm. and so you stay in cycles of toxic relationships or toxic encounters with people and until you actually either go to therapy or analyze why am I going after that, that's not going to stop, unfortunately. I recognize your patterns. It's, t- it's a tough thing because even after she told me, even after she told me, did I continue to do the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely continue to do the same thing. I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I fixed it. No, I didn't fix it. Like I, I had to have her tell me two or three more times. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I told you. But then once I really did start implementing it, I'm like, ah, this feels better. This does feel better. You know what I'm saying? So that's for anybody who's listening, who you're trying to figure out, like, why do I keep doing the same? Because it is a pattern. Patterns aren't easy, especially when you've been doing them 20 something years. They're not an easy thing. I didn't do justice to the idea that I was trying to convey and it really lacked nuances. So take two patterns behaviors and toxic behaviors are indeed difficult to break and acknowledgement is one of the first steps one important thing to note i think is that patterns are something that served you at some point in your life on learning these things especially if it's been as rome said like 20 years that you've been interacting in a certain way is challenging and is a journey furthermore i think i simplified this with the positive reinforcement aspect so one of the ways that we get into those cycles of toxic relationship is the casino slot machine syndrome where you know you get those inconsistent positive reinforcement that makes you crave for more and that kind of keeps you on your toes to further explain this let's hear behavioral scientist lucille shackleton the first ever episode of the podcast anchor islands and wave I've heard the saying from a friend that healthy relationships sucks because they're boring. Well, and so this is a really interesting point. So when you're in relationships that cause a lot of stress, so when there's push and pull, when there's things like love bombing, gaslighting, whatever it is that's happening in the relationship, you're getting used to the rise and fall of the cortisol in your body and you're associating that stress with the infatuation, the feelings of love and all of this. And so then when you have a healthy relationship, it feels very different because you're not getting that up and down of the stress. Sometimes when you're shifting your patterns, you really have to make sure you check in with yourself and be like, okay, this feels different. And maybe changing the way you think about it, maybe it's not boring, maybe it's safe. I'm sure that there's plenty explanations for why we gravitate towards such behaviors. Perhaps that could be a topic for another episode. A huge thank you, Rome, for coming on the podcast and talking about your experience about the dating market today, your travels, and also sharing where you're at in your journey. You can find Rome on Instagram at iRomeAlot on YouTube, and you can get dope shades at the Shady Side Up. What's been really interesting in the process of making this episode is to see how people want to connect, and also that we're not taught about relationships. 
Oftentimes, you know, we emulate the behaviors that we see in our surroundings. And I think there's a lot of value in asking ourselves questions about relationship and what is told to us. You know, the whole show, the whole purpose of the show is to challenge the views society has on intimacy, relationships and sexuality. And we ought to look at the bigger picture as well. How can we as human beings that want to connect and that could be platonically, that could be romantically in many different ways. How can we meet in the middle and have a conversation and share and learn from one another? As I told Rome, and maybe that's a bias that I have probably from the content that I see online about dating and relationship or the conversations that I've had, we're more in a state of tolerance and irritability rather than a state of openness and connection. And what I mean by that is what seems to be leading the conversation today is an accountability without listening to what the other person says. It seems like there's a lot of pointing the fingers, but we're not listening to one another. But how is that conducive to have to build relationship, to build connection? I think that's an area where we can grow, especially as a society when it comes to those conversations. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's totally not like that. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I'm just wondering, how can we as a society make space for people to heal? Because I think there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. And to talk and to listen, most importantly, to listen, to understand and not reply. I'm just thinking out loud, but maybe the state that we're at today is the first step to moving towards being able to listen to each other. If you see society in a relationship with one another, for example... Uh, society going <laughs> in couples therapy maybe the first step is to let out the frustration and then work towards listening and talking constructively and maybe my whole idea has worked but the first step is to think about it how can we meet in the middle people want to connect and how can we make that happen individually, interpersonally, and as a society? And interestingly, and maybe surprisingly, this gives me hope. It gives me hope that we'll see what tools don't work anymore and that we'll equip ourselves with a more constructive way, maybe, of approaching connections, relationships, and dating. And I don't know what the roadmap is for that, but I think there's hope. And that's it for today's episode. As usual, it's a give and take approach. Take what you want, leave what you don't. And now is the time that I remind you ever so politely to rate the podcast and leave a review. This really helps creators like myself in the process and the journey of getting sponsors and knowing what to improve on the show and knowing what you like about the show. On this note... Take care of yourself and your loved ones and stay curious because that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Before we leave, on production team, recording, editing, and sound design by yours truly, myself, Yancy. Special thanks to Jane P for her assistance on production. The official That's Exciting anthem by Calder Nash. The amazing vocals on the track by Mel Pacifico. That's all for today's episode. And until next week, stay curious because that's exciting. Baby, come and save me. Oh, I-